Hey everybody, welcome back to Amber and Victor's Chinese Buffet. I am Amber. 大家好，我是 Victor. And today we have a segment called General Tso's China. <laughs> What we do in this segment of the buffet is we take a tidbit from history, Chinese history,、mm-hmm. and we talk about its impact, its evolution, and how it's affected society today, the people, the country, that sort of thing. Yep. And today's topic is Chinese cinema. Yes, very interesting. Now, interestingly, films were first introduced in China in 1896, and the、oh. first Chinese film was made in 1905. Oh, I didn't so it's know quite、that. a long history. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think when a lot of people visualize Chinese movies today, we think of the you know Hollywood ones. Yeah, hero, yes, crouching tiger. Well, a lot、dragon. of people think of that, but I think personally, because of having lived in China, when I think of Chinese movies, I also think anytime you turn on the TV, you would see a lot of those Hong Kong. Yeah. Kung Fu movies. There's millions of them. Yeah. So the movies we're talking about today are the Mandarin movies, the ones from China, from mainland, mainland China.、Right. I think a lot of people may not actually know this, but Shanghai in the 20s and 30s、um, was actually the Chinese version of Hollywood. Yes. That was the movie center、uh, of China. And it makes. I mean, you can think about the glamour of the time, and people were had money. There was、right. more idleness and. Because- Yeah. Time for entertainment, right? A lot of the Western influences were in Shanghai very early on.、Mm-hmm. So the movies of that era、um, basically depicted real life at the time. They were very literal sort of films based around people and their lives. After 1949, things changed somewhat. Right. There was a new、uh, generation of films, and the government saw filmmaking as quite a propaganda tool. And basically, it started with. The fact that the pre nineteen forty nine films were banned at this time to be shown, and the new movies were to center around different new topics. So now at this time, the only thing you could depict was something with a politically correct perspective. Yeah, a lot of the movies were made about how the Liberation Army fought off the Nationalists and、mm. and the Japanese. A lot a of popular the, theme at the time. A lot of the heroic acts、uh, committed by these, you know, the, the soldiers who are fighting for the independence of the country. And I remember when I was in elementary school, the schools were organized these movie watching trips to watch these patriotic movies、mm. that were made, you know. Fifty years ago, or something. Yeah, and wh- yeah. how was the acting? Was it like sketchy? <laughs> <laughs> Any Academy Award performances?、Uh, there were actually some very good, very famous actors and actresses、yeah. from that period, and they're still even famous now.、Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. another note, another really famous movie in China that is quite iconic is The Monkey King. That calls to mind, <laughs> and that's what brought me mind of wondering about the acting ability because I remember. Every kid, everyone I knew in China, all of my friends said that they basically grew up with this film. They would show it every Chinese New Year, right? The Monkey King, and then they said, "Well, the special effects were a little bit terrible." <laughs> I don't know what year it was filmed. Like at least probably like twenty to thirty years ago or something.、Mm. But anyways, one day I was at the gym. I saw this weird thing, like dressed up in a costume on the TV, and it was like it looked kind of like a. Some sort of like Sesame Street episode, <laughs> and then I found out. I asked, "What is that?" And they're like, "Oh, that's the Monkey King." The monkey it was literally like a man dressed in a monkey suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was very charming, <laughs> but yeah, everyone had a real endearment with that movie because they loved it. It was their part of their childhood. Yes, very interesting. Well, things have progressed a lot since then. There are some really amazing movies nowadays and actors as well. Right. So I think one of the breakthrough Chinese movies that's a really good one. It's actually the first Chinese movie I ever saw. It was very inspirational. Brought everyone to tears. It's called To Live. Right. If anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend it. It gives a really good depiction of a certain era of China. Yeah, from way back when to the recent history. It kind of followed a couple and their lives as they changed and as、Struggles. the China changed.、Mm-hmm. You know, from I guess the early 
20s or even beyond to the modern, more modern days. Yeah. And of course, the lovely Gong Li is in that movie. Yeah. Beautiful actress. Very one of the biggest names in Chinese cinema, Gong Li. You know, I actually ran into her once in 1993. I remember when I was like seven or eight years old. (laughs) Did she say hello? No, I, she, she was buying groceries in the supermarket. I was oh. behind her, and she bought a lot of expensive stuff. So she definitely had the... <laughs> but she went herself, so... <laughs> she, she definitely had the paycheck to uh, pay for all that. A seven-year-old would notice that. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Gong Li, uh, we have to mention a really big director talking about Chinese cinema is Zhang Yimou. Mm, he directed what? To the Western Hero. audiences, yeah. The Hero, House of Flying Daggers, The Curse of the Golden Flower. Uh, definitely probably the biggest name in Chinese cinema. And interestingly, I read, I read an article in New Yorker lately about indie filmmakers in China. And a lot of, actually, a lot of the indie filmmakers in China feel that Zhang Yimou has sold out. What do you think, Victor? Very interesting. And actually, he actually has admitted this himself in a recent interview. He did say that because he used to do a lot of story-based movies depicting different uh, eras of Chinese history Mm. and lives of the small people. Right. But recently, he just said, you know, I'm doing all these movies just to target Western audiences and for profit. And he actually said that himself. And it's true that, you know, Hero and the other more movies made a lot of Mm -hmm. money. Uh, and it's very visually appealing and kind of brings a different sense of Chinese cinema to the West. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see how his uh, future career <laughs> develops, I guess. But another thing to mention is uh, he actually also directed the Beijing Olympics opening yes. ceremony. He was the main director for that. Now let's talk about some other pretty actresses. Victor, another very famous one is Zhang Ziyi, right? Yep. Definitely. She's probably like one of the more well-known Chinese actresses in the West. Right, right. But interestingly, a lot of Chinese people tell me they think that she's not beautiful. Whereas <laughs> most Western people think she's beautiful. Chinese people are like, they're totally confounded. How did this girl become a movie star? She doesn't have the cherry lips and the big eyes. Maybe that's why. <laughs> well, I think in the beginning of her career, um, when she became really famous, a lot of people were just kind of, I don't know, maybe a little bit jealousy involved. I'm not sure. I, this is just my my guess. And she doesn't have the typical, maybe traditional look of the Chinese actresses that were famous up to that point. Right, right. And speaking of another one who I think is very beautiful is Maggie Cheung. Yeah, Maggie she's Chung. very famous in China, and she more so in, in Europe. Also, in I think Europe than in the too, West. Yeah. yeah, my favorite movie, a Chinese movie, "In the Mood for Love," which yeah. is actually a Cantonese movie, but a very visually appealing. You might fall asleep, but personally, <laughs> I love it just for its beauty. Yeah, the funny thing about that movie is that she wore these Chinese dresses. She yeah. had like 80-some, like some That's costume changes. That's mostly what I love about the movie. And she Beautiful. totally brought back this like this rage about qipao in Chinese women. It's true. After the movie aired, you know, like all these shops just boomed in business because customers are like, will order, like, this is what I want from her, yeah. like, what she looked and like. And interestingly, the qipao she wore, why they were extra beautiful is they were made from um, vintage fabrics that were not very typical Chinese um, fabrics used at the time. Usually we see shiny silks and that sort of thing. And they were yeah. really beautiful and really tight. <laughs> very sexy. Okay, how about some men? There's some famous actors, of course, in Chinese cinema. Yeah, definitely Jackie Chen. Very well respected in the West. And also, he's probably actually the most respected, you know, entertainment figure in China right now. Mm, yes, with... Um, Staying power as well. Yeah, definitely. It seems like every time a Chinese talent becomes internationally known, domestic status in China also rises. Mm, so was Jackie Chan famous in the West before China, do you think? or what? He was already very famous in China before. 
But he got more famous after. Yeah, even more so, yeah. <laughs> now, what about censorship? We know that not all movies make it into China. I know that up until even quite recently, there's only a certain amount of foreign films that are allowed to be shown in cinemas in China mm. per year. And they're also hand-selected for their content. Right. I think there's definitely more strict system than in the West to kind of uh, select certain movies. However, sometimes I do think it, some movies do pass through censors surprisingly, some sensitive issues. Yeah. And I've noticed some pass through, but they will also cut the parts with like sex scenes and things right, like that. Right. Sometimes they just added it out. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, there was like a nationally known movie about a homosexual affair, uh-huh. which is just very, you know, unheard of. Yes. But it did pass through censors. Well, maybe the government thought they were just friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, the good thing is that, I mean, well, I don't know if it's a good thing, but the truth of the matter is you can see any movie you want in China because you just buy it on the street. But we're talking about in the official cinemas. <laughs> right. So yeah, censorship is censorship. However, it's to stop the flow to of a certain pirated extent, DVDs doesn't certain really extent, work. Right. Yeah. And of course, I think the Chinese audience is uh, very familiar with a lot of Western movies and Western stars. Yeah. Um, so who are the big stars that Chinese people love? I'd say Tom Cruise and Will Smith oh, really? are the biggest stars. Yeah. I mean, mm. virtually everyone will know them. Uh, it's really interesting. This past summer, um, I think NBC. I was working for NBC in Beijing, and they did it like Access Hollywood did uh, random interviews of people on oh, the streets, and they interesting. had pictures of famous Western stars and uh-huh. for people to identify. Almost everyone could identify Tom Cruise and Will Smith,、oh. and they know them immediately. Yes. The interesting thing is, not so many people knew who George Clooney or Brad Pitt was.、Oh. Maybe they didn't make the Chinese standard of beauty cut. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe Tom Cruise and Will Smith did. I don't know. Oh, interesting.、Uh, but that was very interesting. Yeah. And talking about、uh, Western stars, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were worshipped by Chinese male youth. Well, no wonder they're just they're gods yeah, practically. I mean, yeah, I mean during their peak days, <laughs> look at their physique, Victor. Yeah, the, this muscle man. <laughs> I'm sure for, for a Chinese person to see a person as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger would be completely. Blown away, flooring、right? for them. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, or they they thought it was God, perhaps, <laughs> therefore they did worship him. Yeah, it's like the opposite effect of people in the West, like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. Yeah, I guess. I remember as a little kid, my cousin had all these pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> on his wall and he's trying to work out and stuff. That's great. Yeah, and、um, to a certain extent, the Chinese audience,、uh, the the Chinese movie market, is not so different. Than the West, so a lot of the Western big、uh, blockbusters actually make their way to China and become really popular as well. Recent ones like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, you know, Slumdog Millionaire—they're all big hits in China as well. Yeah, that's true. And talking about relations with the Western、so、movie markets, right? There, there have been some、um, controversies as well. For example, like when Steven Spielberg was actually originally asked to be the artistic director for the opening ceremony for the Beijing Olympics,、mm-hmm. and he declined because he opposed the、Ooh. Chinese involvement in Darfur in Major Africa. Major losing face. Yeah,、uh, so probably he, wouldn't go over well. He kind of like just stood out, you know, like that, and it actually raised a lot of anger in China、Aww. because people are really excited about you know the Olympics, like really excited. And of course, him being the big name in Hollywood, people are really looking forward to working with him. Yeah, but he declined 
And I guess in a way, it kind of hurt people's feelings a lot, right? Ah. So people are really angry about that. So are they still going to watch Jurassic Park or what the heck? I don't even know what he directed. <laughs> no, we'll see. They're going to boycott it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. The bo- you can't buy it bootleg anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so that's cinema in China. If anyone else has seen, maybe come to the Chinese Class 101 website and you can leave some comments about your favorite Chinese movies. Definitely, definitely. I definitely like The Road Home. That was a beautiful film. That was. Beijing Bicycles, another really cool film. Oh, yeah? Intense. It's like this kid whose bike gets stolen and they're like running, riding through the hutongs, like crazy fighting over this bike. It's really good. <laughs> so everybody come and share your favorite films. Yeah. So that's it for the Chinese Buffet today. And if you want to learn more Chinese or about Chinese culture, make sure to come visit us at ChineseClass101.com. We have lots of lessons there that can give you a lot of insights about China and also teach you to speak Chinese. Zaijian. Zaijian. Zaijian.